This is the final installment of a three-part series about Nigerian nuns running a pregnancy center called the Madonna Renewal Center in a hundred-year-old hospital in Illinois. The story is told by Sister Mary Theo, who as a child wanted to be, no joke, a flying nun. Usually when I saw airplanes, I thought the airplane, when it disappears, it was going to heaven. So I got up that morning and I said to my teacher, I know what I will do as a nun. She said, what? I'll be a pilot. I will go and take people and I will fly them straight to heaven. And they will go and see God and then we'll come back. As an adult, Sister Mary Theo moved to the U.S. to join her order, the Sisters of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, Mother of Christ, in the North American branch. She was named the leader of the branch in 2012 and was tasked with the job of figuring out what to do with the building they were given. But turns out that task was a little too overwhelming, so the diocese decided the building would be sold, except there wasn't consensus among the sisters, and Sister Theo especially. The selling of the property somehow disturbed me more than I could ever imagine. And then I started having this nightmare of messages that kept coming, breed life into that property. You know, breed life into that property. I wouldn't sleep at night. In the middle of the night, this voice will wake me up. I ask you to breed life into that property. So Sister Mary Theo walks into the final meeting with five of her blue nun sisters, all the big wigs of the diocese, and the realtor who's found a buyer. And then, quite dramatically, and with no plan at all, she stands up and tells the board that the sisters have changed their mind. And I got up and said, I'm so sorry, Mosino, we are not selling our property. I think God is calling us to put this property to good use. But then they had to figure out what to do instead. And the voice in the middle of the night kept persisting, keeping Sister Theo awake. As they explored what this might mean, they considered a retreat center with a purpose to empower women, as they wrote in the brochure. But a visit from a young local pregnant woman who needed help made up their mind. They would commit this space to the caring of pregnant women in the area who need help. This is part three, Elevator as Protest. Eventually, we realized where we'll go this route, how and when we arrive at the point, we had no idea, but we know we have to keep going. So we kept going. I kept speaking to communities, to groups, to whatever about the vision of doing this. Sometimes they will insult us and say things, and I will sit back and cry after crying. I get up, you think I changed my mind. I got up, I said, this is not about me. God is a reason for asking us to do this. I don't know how, but we have to go ahead. So Sister Theo goes to every single church in town, told them about what they're doing, asked for their support. And some responded positively, and they wanted to be a part of the work the sisters were doing. But people saw it as a need. They saw it as a need. The sisters began down the path of making the space livable for their purposes. And they find that before they could do any renovation at all, they had to clean asbestos and mold from the building, from all four massive stories. And that alone we cost about 250000 we went and talked to the bishop, and bishop said, where are you getting this? 250000 from? And I said, my lord, miracles. 
He looked at me like, okay. Now I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of this bishop. The diocese had just secured a solution to a very big problem. A buyer for a building that would cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to fix. And then this group of nuns, led by a sister who ran away from home to join the order, go rogue and resist the sale. I want to commend the bishop for the willingness to see and honor the conviction. But I'm guessing that hearing the price tag of $250,000 might make a person think they'd made a mistake by not selling a money pit when they had the chance. But with Sister Theo standing in front of him, it may have been a little easier to believe in miracles because things just happen with her running the ship. Big things. We kept going, you know, raising my little, little money here and there. In 2015, a, a man called me and he said, Sister, um, I learned about what you're trying to do. Yeah, build that place. And my wife and I decided to make a donation to you. Wanted to make you a $1,000 check. And we realized that the donation will not take you far. So we decided to donate a 1957 Chevy to you so that you can raffle it. I didn't even know how to respond to him. I was wondering, this old car. And the sisters had it from me. They said, don't collect it. This is not a junkyard. But I, I, I was thinking in my heart, if this man is giving us this guy, it must be worth something. So I was so quiet on the phone. He said, sister, do you understand a 1957 Chevy? And I said, honestly, no. I don't know cars. He said, okay. Can I stop by and show you the picture of the vehicle? I said, okay. I dropped the phone with him. I called our pastor. And I said, Father, this is a call I received. Somebody just said he would donate a 1957. He was screaming. This is miracle. Sister, God is answering your prayers. I said, wow, okay. The man came to visit and showed Sister Theo a picture of the car. She still didn't understand why this would be more than just a $1,000 check, but then he explains himself. And he said, Sister, the reason we are parting with this car is it is the value that is worth about 30000 So we think if we give it to you, you can sell just 300 tickets at $100 each and get your 30000 that way. So we paid it at 50000 and sold raffles. And somebody paid 20000 to buy about 200 tickets. By the time his money arrived, we had finished selling. I wanted to mail back his check. I said, your money came. We don't have any ticket anymore. And he said, maybe Jesus wanted you to have that money. So keep it. So we made 70000 out of that. And then people started pitching in, like these carpets were donated by MetLife. People started volunteering their times. And um, gradually, we kept working like that until we've been able to renovate up to the third floor. So through rummage sales and raffles and 5Ks, which they call, and this is not a joke, the Blue Nun Fun Runs, they've been able to fix three floors, with the third floor being the bedrooms for the moms when they arrive. Which actually brings up the most expensive and important renovation project of them all. And, well, it's a big one. 
there's no elevator. We have still a major, 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 major renovation problem of elevator. Our elevator is not working. And we've been trying to renovate it. We, we had a couple, few companies we brought in here and they charged staff to come and do things and disappeared on us. You know, so we are still praying and hoping to have a solution to the elevator. The city gave us occupancy, temporal occupancy, so we can bring them in until we have an elevator working. But they are hoping between now and August that we have solution to our elevator. So we're praying hard for that. So they've come so far. The building is resident ready. The sisters have been waiting for years, and all that's standing between them and their ability to put their faith into action is just, you know, a really expensive and important elevator. There's a connection to be made between Sister Theo and this elevator they're missing. Remember when she was only six, she had the dream to be a plain flying nun. I will go and take people and I will fly them straight to heaven and they will go and see God and they will come back. So it's not a plane, but it is a symbol of movement upwards. An analogy of transcendence, maybe. It's like they both take people to God in some way. At the time we spoke, the Madonna Renewal Center had only seen about six women come through their doors, all of whom didn't stay long, especially long enough to last through the end of their pregnancy. So there doesn't seem to be demand for something as expensive as a brand new elevator. Despite this, Sister Theo persists. But why? It seems like all of your, uh, your interest in babies and kids yes. and mental health counseling and yeah. psychology, yeah. all of it is coming together in this Madonna Renewal Center, isn't it? Because when I was in Ghana, though, as a principal, I think what pushed me strongly into into psychology was, you know, I I believe in the holistic care of the person. And even when they come to school, they are not just coming there to to learn the, 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 the whatever subjects that you want to form this entire person. And, um, Gradually, I realized that, you know, many people break because of circumstances. And if we could help them regain who they are, that the world would be very much a better place for all of us. There's a quote I heard once. It's, let the excellence of your work be your protest. I think I understand what it's getting at. It's saying... If there's something you object to, but you can't change it with your own hands, you pour yourself into the thing you can change. You decide that the thing worth protesting is also worth your best and highest efforts in the arenas you've been put in. The Sisters of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, Mother of Christ, the Blue Nuns, have chosen this philosophy. Under the leadership of Sister Mary Theo, their best and highest is spent on devoting their lives to a cause they believe in proven by the devotion they show with the entirety of their lives, and then they do it excellently. This is their protest against the opposition. Not just legislation, 
which Sister Theo didn't mention at all when we talked, but against society itself. For them, to care for these pregnant women and new mothers and their children, even if it's just a handful, is the excellent work with which they protest. Sister Theo never did become a pilot, but I think that her dream that she had at six in a schoolhouse in Nigeria is being realized. She's taking people to God. It's just that she needs an elevator. Thanks for listening to The Blue Nuns Need an Elevator. You can listen to all three parts and read more about my experience with Sister Theo on Substack at leslieeilerthompson.substack.com or you can listen to the entire series on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just search for Blue Nuns Elevator Leslie and it's bound to show up. I'm grateful to have used Blue Dot Sessions for the music in this series. And if you're a fellow creator needing music, I highly recommend their services. Thank you for making the space for this story. And if you like what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you're listening, whether that's Substack or a podcast platform. I'll continue to share projects as I make them. Until then, take care of yourself and others and look for the light. <laughs>